everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. So, uh, we've been doing a lot of you like asking me questions and me asking you questions. Uh, and I think a hundred and how many episodes have it has it been? It's like one fifty something. Yeah, hundred and fifty episodes later. Uh, no, we... no, no, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, one, ones ish. No, I can't remember. <laughs> In any case, a hundred and a lot of episodes uh, of that. Uh, we've kind of run out of things that we like are curious to ask the other about, mm-hmm. but we still have things that we like know that we want to share. So we figured we might change up the 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 spice a little bit uh and just turn it into i have something cool i want to tell you about yeah so lynn i have something cool i want to tell you about what is it um so we've been we've been enjoying sushi as we usually do um and uh i was thinking a lot about about the sushi that we were enjoying and it reminded me about some cool fish facts so I wanted to share my cool fish facts with you. Cool. I cool. used to, in college, I never had sushi. Mm-hmm. So I, and I didn't know how to say it. So I used to say shushi. Mm-hmm. Like as in like a shoe. Mm-hmm. Who's a she? And who's a she? Sushi. <laughs> but yeah, I that, don't know if I'm still saying it wrong today, but. That, that's Lynn's fun fish facts for you. That's my fun sushi fact. Um. But yeah, I, did you know that we have been uh, breeding fish to be smaller over time? How? So there, there came a point in time where we were fishing too much, right? We were emptying the ocean of its reservoirs of fish uh, because as... Because we need sushi. Yeah, well, not just sushi, but mostly just like eating. Uh, and humans eat a lot when you have a lot of them, apparently. So we came up with international laws where if you catch a fish of a certain size, like above a certain size, you were able to keep it. And if it was below a certain size, you had to release it back. Um, and this was so that way you can, we had to basically wait for fish to hit maturity before we decided, yeah, you're good enough to eat. Um, and uh, this had a side effect that the fish that we were eating, we were essentially selecting for fish that can get big. And we were also selecting for fish that can, that reach maturity and stay small, they get to survive longer, right? And have more babies. Um, So as a result, we unintentionally bred the ocean supply of fish to just be smaller on average, because we kept eating all the big ones and letting all the small ones survive because because the the initial idea is that or was that you want to let the little ones continue to grow to matureness mm-hmm. and large and it's larger size so that they that, can have babies at least and once think, twice and then, however many and times then they do the it. babies can continue so like that was the thought process but of course by doing that mm-hmm. a few a few smaller size but mature fish slipped through and mm-hmm. those were the ones that, that are capitalized dead. on the yeah. on the population well, survival of the fittest right yep so uh unintentionally that's what we did and that ain't great because now they're less large fish because they're not growing to that size anymore um so the i believe and i don't know the laws here so i apologize but uh, i believe an updated law to that uh mandated that you have to like release back a certain amount of what you catch 
along all sizes rather than selectively just picking the big ones. Uh-huh. Um, and that basically ensures that whatever goes back in the ocean is a good mix that can like repair itself. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully we don't overfish that. And did that repair itself or are the fish still small? Uh, I don't think it repaired much yet. But another side effect of us fishing uh, was that we tend to cast our nets at like a certain depth uh-huh. and then just drive the boat and that will catch whatever fish end up in that net. Um, and then that's what we catch. That's that's how we do mass fishing. So as a result, fish are have also been found to swim at a very mm-hmm. different depth mm-hmm. than they used to swim at, um, mostly because we've been essentially obliterating the population at a certain depth that was convenient for boats uh, to catch. Uh, and therefore, the ones that were outside of that window survived and got selected for. Um, so that was another another way that uh, we unintentionally bred fish via our fishing habits. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have one last fun fish fact to share with you. Uh, and it's all about unagi. You're a fish. Are uh, you a fish? No, we are not fish. We I are feel like you fish. Eat- fish and us have common ancestors, but we are not fish. Um, so we, you, you know of unagi, right? It's an eel. It's an eel. And what's the typical like distinction that they like to make at a sushi restaurant whenever you order eel? You have saltwater eel and freshwater eel, right? Oh, yeah. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and unagi is the freshwater variant. Um, and what freshwater means is found in rivers versus the ocean, right? Um, now, eel, or actually unagi, I should say, uh, are very interesting because they're not actually eels. One, um, And we didn't actually know what kind of fish they were until relatively recently. Um, in fact, we got them confused with... That does come up. We got them confused with 23 other species of fish, and we thought those 23 species of fish were all individual species, when it turns out they were all just... They were all just unagi at different stages of their life. Life. Oh, interesting. And they change shape drastically throughout these different stages. Um, and that that confused us for a very long time because although you catch them in rivers, it turns out they actually spawn in the ocean and then migrate their way back to rivers to go ahead and like continue their full cycle of life. Kind of like salmon though. Yeah, kind of like salmon. Um and it's it's something that's very like bizarre because they know where to go back to and everything. Um They're just following the the next guy to the, the guy next to them, really. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or maybe they're following some ocean current or whatnot. Uh but they know what to do and and it's it's done them good until we start eating them all. Um, and that's actually was a problem is in Japan where unagi, like the namesake is, uh, they, they basically overfished their population of, of unagi freshwater eel, quote unquote, uh, to the point where there wasn't very much of it. Um, and they wanted to find a way to like breed them in captivity, 
The only problem is anytime they try to breed them, breed them in captivity, they would only get like entirely females, for instance. And therefore, you could hatch a bunch of eggs and have a population of fish, but you couldn't get a next generation. Like that was something hard for them. Meanwhile, in the U.S., we actually had tons of unagi, but they were never really seen as like an appetizing fish to go after. Uh, so they were largely ignored until the the sushi crazes of the 70s and 80s started up in the U.S. Um, and people didn't actually realize that it was the same kind of fish uh, that was available in Japan. Um, and this actually involved the Japanese mafia, the Yakuza, a fair amount in the U.S. because of unagi. What does Yakuza have to do with it? Well, they were they were basically illegally exporting unagi back to Japan uh, to enjoy there because there was a large population here and not a large population. Yeah, then that gives people idea. I guess. Yep. So it's uh it's a very a very interesting uh, set of like outcomes that overfishing in one country costs i should say and the fact that the other country didn't even realize what they had um and i say that because unagi is delicious um and is really yummy uh but it has to be prepared right and most places make it like really rubbery i would say i don't think i don't think they intend to make it rubbery i think it's just when because like it's a question of fresh versus pre-cooked yeah it's a question of fresh versus you buy something that is already made and then you kind of just warm it up at your restaurant because there's not a huge demand for it Mm -hmm. but they still want to serve that yeah and that's where the tough it's not really tough but has like a slimy rubbery texture to it Mm -hmm. yeah whereas a fresh unagi can be very, very soft, and, soft flaky. and flaky and fluffy. Yeah, almost. Yeah, the fluffy texture. Um, and the skin usually just breaks like readily and does not really cause you to to need to dig at it very much. So yeah, unagi. If you if you get a chance to have some good unagi, please enjoy it. Um, and know that uh, although ironically enough, nowadays uh, it will end up making its way over from Japan to reach you in the United States when you order it, despite tons of it being available here. Um, but that's that's just how things work. And that's that's it for my fish facts. Cool. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we very recently found a place that serves like the authentic unagi experience over here. Um, and it was very, very good. Yeah. Prepare your wallet, though. Yeah. It was, a uh, it was a bit expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. But that's what good food is, right? And it's hard to get good, authentic food here. Mm-hmm. Despite being in Los Angeles and it's such a diverse city, county, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know... You still don't get a lot of authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you if you want to uh, have authentic unagi uh, prepared in the Japanese go to Japan way, uh, <laughs> either a go to Japan and find any uh, unagi restaurant. Usually it will say unagi and hiragana, um, and the 
the U will be, is it the U? Like a, one of the characters is usually like it's a shaped. Gi. It's, a it's gi. the gi. The G in the gi. Yeah, uh, the gi will usually look like an unagi, which is a, a long serpentine fish with two little fins at the top, um, and and it looks kind of silly as a result. It's a silly looking fish. Uh, and yeah, if you're not in Japan and you are in LA, there's a make your own. <laughs> well, you can't make your own because you can't get the fresh fish. Um, but you can go to a place called Toku Unagi, um, and I forgot the exact address, but we'll leave a link, uh, in the thing. Uh, and they, they serve it in one of two fashions, which is either, uh, in the lacquer box where you have like a bed of rice and then, uh, some steamed and, and broiled unagi on top of that rice. Uh, or you can get it, uh, where you have like a pour over of, uh, tea slash broth. Um, so it's like pre-cut and you put it in a little side bowl and you pour over some broth on it and you enjoy a little soup out of it. Mm-hmm. Both are good. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for my fish facts. If you want to learn more fish facts, you should follow us on Twitter at Lin and Dimichan. That's L-I-N-H-A-N-D-D-I-M-I-C-H-A-N. And we will post when we have new episodes so that way you can learn more. All right, go ahead and make promises here. <laughs> yeah, posting episodes, which we haven't done in a very long time. But we may continue to do that if we see people follow us. Sure. Bye. <laughs>